This is Andy Purawal for Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm delighted to be joined by trainer, manager, promoter, all of that good stuff, Joe Gallagher out here in what seems to be a sunny San Antonio, Texas. Unfortunately, we are stuck inside a bubble, Joe, but it's good to be here. How's life, how's things been for you guys since you came over last week? No, very good. The team's very happy. We got in on Thursday. Everyone's adjusted to time differences and uh, the hotel, the staff have made us very welcome. Now, this will be probably one of the biggest fights, if not the biggest fight that you or yourself have been involved with, with one of your fighters as Callum Smith prepares to take on Sal Canelo Alvarez. Just talk to me about the preparations, Joe. How have you found any type of a difference in Callum's mentality this time around, knowing that he's going in there with somebody many consider to be the pound-for-pound king? Well, I consider him the pound-for-pound for number one, but you've got to remember we've been involved with Liam V. Canelo before, 50-odd thousand in Dallas, Krola Lamachenko, Paul Smith, Andre Ward. So we're used to being around the big fight experience and understanding it and obviously being up against Canelo before when the, when the fought in Dallas. So it's like, but it isn't a huge Canelo fight week. Like You usually get a huge Canelo fight week. There's no crowd, the media attention's that old, less. I know there's got to be 12, 14,000 in the stadium. Um, but yeah, noticing it's a huge fight, training's gone really well, really happy with the preparations and you can see what's coming out of Team Canelo, they're saying they're a motivated Team Canelo because they know it's a tough fight, they know you've got your fight in like the number one at 168, they know they're going to have to be at the best to beat Callum Smith, so we're going to see the best Canelo we've seen for a very long time, we're aware of that because he's motivated, he's hungry and he wants that type, them titles, but Callum Smith is just as motivated, just as hungry to not give them titles up. And uh, I think a lot of people are just going on his last performance with John Ryder. And um, you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't take that form in, into a fight against uh, Sal Alvarez. Um, and Callum won't be neither. Like I said, training's gone really well. And uh, it's just a case of just chilling out now and waiting for weigh-in and fight time. You mentioned you've all been around big fight weeks before, but this is very different circumstances. Um, how, how does it fare differently with regards to this week being in a bubble, only having limited people in around the hotel in comparison to what, in normal circumstances, this would have weigh-ins with thousands of people turning up. You know, you'd have the, the press conference, you'd probably have people that there, allowed in there as well in terms of fans. How is it faring differently in, compar- in comparison? It's different in that sense, but you have to remember when we fought in the World Boxing Super Series and we went out to Jeddah, that was in surreal circumstances, travelling, staying in a hotel... Not many people there, a polite crowd there, and Callum still performs. So Callum, being a former world-class amateur, is used to travelling the world, used to staying in camps, staying in bubbles, fighting in empty arenas when they try to qualify for the Olympics. So, yeah, it's just take it all on the strength. What, what the difference is, like I say to you, you usually have the huge entourage, the huge crowds, people mithering for tickets, um, press obligations, all that type of stuff. Um, and has it been any of that? Callum's allowed to be Callum and... I think most probably Canelo is most probably pleased as well. He doesn't have all these media obligations. He can rest, he can relax. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. What do you think it's going to be like when Callum comes face-to-face with Canelo for the first time, when they're both able to size each other up, Canelo, naturally looking at a bigger man in Callum? What do you think goes through Canelo's mind when he sees Callum? Um, I don't know. Listen, Canelo's fought big guys with Kovalev and Chavez and Rocky Fielding. All big kids, Canelo's Canelo, he's just, it's a challenge for him, he's a thrill seeker, he likes fast cars, wild horses, it's a challenge, it stimulates him, it motivates him, that's what he wants, he, he is that and I have huge respect for him, but uh, Callum Smith, we're not talking a Kovalev over the hill, we're not talking someone else, we're talking a prime 168 pound fighter, 
that can punch hard with either hand and um, we've done our homework and when they're sizing each other up today listen I, I've seen Canelo for years it doesn't really matter him that Canelo Canelo's in just what gets in the ring on the night he isn't someone that an analyse take anything from it he's done his homework and you never see him trash talk nothing like that he's just that's it he's usually confident in his own ability Canelo doesn't look for any weaknesses or anything in anyone he's just that's it it's just a, another day at the office for him I know Callum's been in the gym preparing for a fight, whether it had been Canelo when he first got back in or somebody else for a matter of months. I know you'd have also liked it to maybe have had a few extra weeks from when the official fight announcement was made. How did kind of only having a month for the official announcement to fight night change your preparations? Well, we're always training for a day there or thereabouts. Like I said, we've got four weeks notice for this, but... Fair play to Callum Smith and use credit for him when this day and age lots of fighters are saying, oh, we need a crowd, we need more notice. Callum Smith has gone, I'll do it, four weeks notice, and I'll go take on the pound for pound number one. Listen, Canelo Mushroom wants more money. Callum Smith would have liked more money. They all would have liked 80,000 in an arena, but this is an opportunity. It is here and now. Unfortunately, favours the brave sometimes, and Callum Smith is usually confident in his ability, and we're absolutely nailed on to go in there and put on a performance and defend them belts but like you say it's um we're listen it's it's a huge fight and um we're really looking forward to it would have liked an extra few weeks um but uh it is what it is i don't think you'll ever have a callum smith fight week joe without mentioning his weight everybody talks about how big he is for it he's literally on weight now that's what i was about to ask you but from when the official fight announcement came until this fight week, how have you found kind of just trying to taper his fight weight down? No, it's near enough down. You've seen him, Andy. You've seen him this morning. He's having breakfast, having dinner. He's just had his dinner. He's there, thereabouts on the way. He's nearly there, so he's never been a problem. You move forward and talk about the fight to me, Joe. What are you preparing for in Canelo? I know that Liam's got the past ring experience, which I'm sure he'd have given Callum some tips throughout this camp and uh, previous to that, but... What have you been preparing for and what different type of what different improvements do you feel that Canelo would have made since the Liam Smith fight? Yeah, listen, you can't judge Canelo when you look back and watch Canelo versus Liam Stiff, it, it, it still looks like a, a baby. Um but I, I feel like I touched on earlier, we've got to see the best Canelo that we've seen for a long time. Um and that's a backhanded compliment to to Callum Smith, but he's uh he usually motivated and he usually wants to prove a point. He's free out of his Golden Boy contract and he'll, he'll want to win them titles. And the huge thing as well, this is there isn't many of them. This is a ring champion versus a ring champion as well. There, there isn't that many that's had that. I think Ricky Hatton, Mayweather, Calzaghe, Bernard Hopkins. I don't think no other Brits have ever had that. And um, here we are now with, with, with Callum Smith about to do that with Canelo. So there's... Um, yeah, listen, Canelo's going to be moving his head a little bit more, uh, fainting a little bit more, try and walk Callum onto shots. There's lots of things. Once you study Canelo, can do an awful lot, uh, Canelo, and that's why I consider him the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world at the moment. We know how brilliant a technician Canelo is around the ring, and because, again, you know, the, the, the natural height difference, Canelo may well just look to work to the body and look to slow Callum down. But he's got to but, get to the body. So how are you? How are you guys kind of preparing for that and looking to work around that? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So he, he's got to get to the body. He can't just walk up and start hitting to the body. He's got to get past. As we know, Callum's got good long levers. He's got good short to mid range um, shots, screw shots, hooks, long range shots, uppercuts. So 
he's got to come past all them first and then when he is in we all know Calm's a good inside fighter as well so um, we also know Canelo's very good from a starting position outside of that um, circle just inside the distance it, Canelo can explode very quickly up with a left hook or up with a right hand as you've seen with Amir Khan as you've seen with Kovalev he's very good at closing the distance very quickly so he can, he can explode quickly um, out of a starting position he doesn't need a jab or a right hand to set up or a left hook he doesn't need one or two to dress up he can explode out with enough power in either hand How does the fight play out in your own mind then Joe considering all of what you've just discussed there how are you expecting it to play out? It's a tough fight. I don't think we'd win on points over here. I think if I was to sit here and say we're winning points, people would say you need locking up. Um, I just think it's old school mentality. If you sit down and you say, oh, we've got to go and fight the pound for pound number one in the world and we've got to fight him near enough in his own back garden, you think you've got to walk up and win on points. That's never happening. Do you understand? That's never happening. The only way we win here is by stoppage. Something I was going to ask you, we, we know in the past there's been some dubious decisions here in Texas and we know Canelo has had some favourable decisions in, in his career. Go back most recently to the first Golovkin fight. How much of a concern, I'm listening to you, but I know it is a concern, but just elaborate on it for me. How much have you guys thought about that? Yeah, not really. Listen, we've got a fight. We've got the fight that we wanted. And if Cam Smith turns up, applies himself in the way that we know, though, Cam Smith comes out the winner. We rate Canelo. He, he's like pound for pound number one, but there's a big thing, a good big one always beats a good little one and I think that's the case in this fight. I, I think they've took the fight but I think it's just they've took, they've took the wrong kid. People have spoken about Canelo's chin and how he's been able to take shots from some of the best, i.e. you know, Gennady Golovkin, we know how hard he hits. What makes you guys so confident that obviously Callum might have more success than what Triple G did when they fought, mainly in the first fight once again? Yeah, listen, I'm not saying we've got to knock them out and being silly. The shots that we've worked on that we can position Canelo to get shots off, when they land, then we'll see, right, OK, then, what's the reaction? Has he got a wobble? Is he got to be stunned? Whatever, we don't know. But we'll try to position shots to line up, to land and hit the target, and we'll see what happens then. And if he gets a reaction, then there we go. If we don't, then we've got a plan B. We may have to do other things. So it's, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Joe, for as long as I've known you, for as long as, long as what I've known Callum, and in Callum's case, he's always been laid back, he's always been calm, collected, nothing ever really gets to him. Going in now for the biggest fight of his career, do you anticipate that maybe when you get towards a weigh-in, when they are only a matter of a day away from facing each other, he might show a different type of aggression, he might show that he's a lot more pumped up to what we've been used to seeing throughout his career, that laid-back guy, yeah, in Callum? No. No, none whatsoever. I've been Callum all his career. You'll see him fight day weighing, same Callum, laid back, chilled. But once the door and the warming up starts in the, in the change room, the knock on the door comes, the ring walk, Callum switches on. And that's what you need. There's no need to be nervous or stressed until that ring walk starts and you get in the ring. That's the time to switch on and Callum's very good at that. I know again when I came up um, the day after the fight announcement I saw him doing some sparring with Callum Johnson and Liam Smith with regards to sparring that was very good sparring to watch um, Joe but with sparring itself how difficult or easy was it to get the right preparations in place again just on short notice? Yeah, it was very hard obviously where you have a, a vast pool of talent and then there's this uh, pandemic and you can't bring in people from America or uh, Europe Germany Italy wherever so you can't so you've gone from a pool of talent to a hot pod, hot 
hot tub of talent. So you've got to try and get certain people to come in and try and replicate certain things. No one can replicate what Canelo can do, but certain things Canelo does and put them three or four together and get it going like that. So we've had good sparring. The people that have come in and sparred have helped Callum out and uh, it's enough for us to be here now and be confident of being able to defend our titles successfully. Joe, so far I've spoken to yourself, I've spoken to Anthony and I've asked them both the same question I'll ask you now. I saw a photo uh, that you put up, the other, I think it was last night, of about a dozen of you in the team, in, in the ring, and when everybody arrived and had tested negative for COVID, thankfully. How key do you think it is for you guys to have such a, a big team and a, a kind of been able to create that homely environment for Callum to settle him in, in what, again, is uncertain, circumstance, uncertain circumstances? Yeah, I, I looked at that picture last night and I think I seen there was a Jeddah one. And it's them times that you sit back and you look and you're very proud of what you've created and the team, you've brought in the right nutritionist, you've brought in the right SNC. Different people all the way along in to build the team, bring the team for this big fight. We're not turning up here with just one man and his dog. Do you understand what we're here and everyone has a role to do, they're doing the role. And that's it. And obviously to, to support Anthony Crawler, his brothers, his dad here, everything, Joey and Sean. It's just, it's good. Everyone's got a job to do. They know the jobs. And I'm quite proud to have uh, assembled that together, ready. It's been building, prepping ourselves for these big nights. And it's after Jeddah, just a case of getting the team back together for Callum Smith, Callum Smith's team. And here we go again. Joe, what's everybody been doing in their downtime? Because I didn't know until earlier that the, the Smith brothers are keen on the, the gaming side of life. Yeah, <laughs> Mario Kart Wars are going on upstairs now at the, be the bedroom. And like I say, if you look around there, we just play table tennis. Um, there's some ping pong ball table over there. I thought it was that alcohol pong table, but it's not. There's the football. The hotel have been very good for us. Uh, do you know what I mean? They've looked after us. Callum's got equipment in his room. And uh, have you seen Callum's room? It's just... It's length for this hotel, it's obscene. I didn't know which room he was got to sleep in, it was just unbelievable. So, yeah, no, it's uh, the boys, everyone's upstairs playing away on the uh, on the games, the Mario Kart Championships. Joe, just before I let you go, I just want to get your thoughts on a few other things. Um, this past weekend, we saw Anthony Joshua overcome Kubrat Pulev with a 9th round stoppage victory. I know you guys watched it out here, so what were your thoughts on his win? Yeah, Anthony Joshua did what he was supposed to do, um, beat Kubrat Pulev. Wasn't got to offer him much of a challenge, was it? Everyone knew before that. Um, Callum Anthony Joshua did. I'm surprised it went as long as it did. It just showed you how much of a hard man uh, Pulev is. Do you know what I mean? There's one point he back turned, but he still took shots, still got up, and then after the fight, he was still saying he's ready. Let's go again. So fair play to him. Anthony Joshua did what he had to do. Um, I said it in round one. Pulev was just too wide down the middle, straight right hand down the middle, and that, that's what finished the fight. Um, but I still, I still feel, I agree with some things that people say, the confidence side and someone said the ghost of Ruiz is still lurking about somewhere. Maybe it is, but he can't stand up upright like against Tyson Fury. That, that, that'll be just another uh, Fury-Wilder fight again for, for Tyson. A lot of people kind of picked up on AJ's post-fight uh, interview and they said they were surprised that maybe he didn't call out Tyson Fury more than what we probably all expected. Was you surprised at all not to see maybe AJ being a bit more vocal about that fight? Yeah, obviously the, the, the TV asked the question and he was like, well, I'll let his management speak about it, or Eddie Hearn speak about it. But he had an opportunity there to go, right, Anthony Joshua, uh, right, Tyson Fury, come on, let's do this, let's stop making it out. But he didn't do... 
I don't know whether he didn't want to give any interviews anyway. I think he was mad to get in the back and have his picture of Floyd before Floyd got off. That's what it seemed to me. Floyd's in the back there going, come on, come on, come on, I've got to get out of here. Do you know what I mean? So that's what appeared to me. But listen, he spoke and it is what it was. Obviously, uh, Anthony Joshua won, but like you say, he's. Uh, Eddie Hearn said, is he still working, learning on the job? Well, all fighters are learning on the job, but it's. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Like you say as well, uh, we watched it here, but if it was at home, would have watched it and paid for it? No, it's the only fights in the heavyweight division we're interested in is uh, Fury Wilder, Fury Joshua, Joshua Wilder. They're the fights that we're interested in, that's what we want to see. Joe, just follow you, guys, so we get your thoughts on two other people, both of them brothers, both of them are not boxers by trade. They are YouTubers. Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Your thoughts, Joe? I think someone said the other day if any boxer was offered X amount of money to fight a YouTuber, they wouldn't turn it down. And yeah, possibly agree with that. It's, it's mad. I, I think Roy Jones and uh, Mike Tyson, were they doing 1.6 million buys? That's brilliant, that. But what they did with that show, they made them two still the top of the bill. Okay, so the YouTubers were on, but the top of the bill was still them. I think where the bullet was dropped was when they did it in LA and you had world champions like Billy Joe and all that are on it, weren't top of the bill. They made the YouTuber top of the bill. So, yeah, their, their expectations and the wants and in calling out uh, the other one there, Conor McGregor today, like, it's just like... Wow, like I, w I wouldn't like to be him when Connor gets a grip of him, like, do you know what I mean? So, but like you're saying, I've seen people as well say, well, Connor, when he was fighting um, along the way, he was good at it, and your man's most probably doing what Connor's always done all his career, but it was a bit disrespectful bringing his wife into it and that. But like you say, it's boxing and it's keeping boxing in the pages. Right, Irvin Joe, we will leave that there. It is one of the biggest fight weeks of the year. We have the no, Grand no, Arrivals. No, no, it is. No, no, no is the fight of the year the only other bigger fight than this this year was Fury Wilder since lockdown this is the biggest fight of the year Canelo Alvarez versus Callum Smith pound for pound number one versus 168 number one it's not one of them it's the or the second one take your pick interesting point you make there Joe because it seems to be is one of the three which I mentioned Wilder Fury two um, this one or Loma Lopez yeah, Loma Lopez is up there, but uh, Lopez was a challenger, wasn't a champion. Lomachenko was there. Here you've got two champions. And not only that, though, now thinking about it, you've got the biggest fight of the year because you've got two ring champions fighting each other. That doesn't happen that often if you look back um, through the history books, like Hagler Hearns did, um, yeah, Mayweather, um, Hatton. So, yeah, there's that many. Joe Calzaga, Bernard Hopkins. So it's a, it's great list to be on for Calum Smith. Right, Avenger, I will repeat that. We have the biggest fight week of the year coming up. Um, obviously, starting off with the grand arrivals in a matter of a few hours' time. Best of luck with the rest of this week. I'm sure I'll catch you later on for another interview um, in a couple of days' time or something. But until then, best of luck with the rest of the preparations. And thank you, Speed's Boxing Social, as always. Yeah, no problem, Andy. Enjoy uh, San Antonio.